I'm not saying we're better than everybody, but we know what's right and what's wrong. We have a podcast. Point on everything is canon. Yep. Everything we say you believe. Every single thing. Don't question us. All right, everybody, welcome back to our mini sode. Welcome back to the mini sode, everybody. I hope we're all doing well and having a great fucking day. You have like a very um, radio esque voice today. I can't really move my mouth too much. Why not? I did get my wisdom teeth removed, so if I'm quiet for a little bit, uh, just know my mouth hurts. Um, but other than that, let's just dive into business. We don't got much time here, fellas. So And ladies, mostly ladies. We have more women listeners than uh, guys. Yes. Yes, females of the world. Listen up. Okay. We're gonna talk about <laughs> we're gonna talk about uh how we cope with stress and how we deal with uh you know, a long, hard days of work or, you know, rough days during the week, whatever, so have you, and how we kind of uh, decompress and release that stress in whatever way we want. So if you guys can uh, dive into that as I take a little break, that'd be awesome. How would you um, put that in like one sentence? Coping. Coping? How to, okay. I took it to mean like how to relax. Yeah, whatever whatever you view it as handle. when you get off work, like if you had a really hard day of work or if you have like a weekend where it's just you, like what 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 are the things that you do to help you kind of chill out and just have a good day? You know? Mm-hmm. All right, well we'll let you take a, a couple minutes break and we'll just have you jump in and out as we go. And we can start with Matthew. We also have uh a special guest. Mo money. Mo 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 money to uh help since Dalton can't talk as much. Well, let's start with that. So, Monique. I can be your translator. <laughs> uh, let's Okay, let's let's split this into a couple things. Because I know on the weekends, we tend to have a little bit more time than the weekdays. So, on a weekday, super rough, right? Just overwhelmed at work, very stressed out. How do you relax when you come home? Change out of my clothes. Yeah, that's the first thing you do? Yeah. So, do you, so are you somebody that, like... If you, because for instance, I can stay in my clothes all day, right? And like, it, that, that's not a big like mental shift for me. So like when you come home, changing into, is it just like another outfit? Is it comfy clothes? Like, what does that, what does that look like? And what does that do to your mindset? And like, what does that tell you? It's not that I wear a uniform at work or anything like that, mm-hmm. but I have to be dressed. <laughs> Not that I'm naked ever, but I have to be dressed and presentable. <laughs> but it's like once you're done being presentable for the world, you can come home and just strip away like jeans or slack. Not that I wear slacks often, but basically you just strip away everything that you needed to wear for the day and you get in comfy clothes. Uh, showering is like a really... Uh, good way to decompress for me but not getting your hair wet well it depends on the day because then you have a wet mop on your head yeah (laughs) i don't like to wash my hair every day (laughs) but it allows me to have alone time and 
just be with my thoughts. Sometimes I talk to myself. Sometimes I play music. And then you get out, you get dressed in new, fresh clothes, comfy clothes, and you just relax and do whatever you want. Yeah. I'm not a big, um, I don't meditate a lot. I don't um, read a lot. A lot of my own ways of, if I don't have a shower accessible, listening to podcasts and listening to music is really big for me. And I think my alone time happens on my way home from work because when I come here, everybody's awake. You know, we live life together and I love that. But I think having that hour of just whatever I want to say to myself and whatever I want to listen to or not listen to is a good thing. I just think sometimes that gets a little bit lonely, but other than that, I, I think I do a pretty good job at coping, I guess. Um, that's how I do it. I think you do a little bit more meditating. Dalton meditates a lot. David, I don't know if you meditate at all. Uh, not so much. He thinks about it. He I, I was more in, in your... <laughs> oh, back online, guys. <laughs> I was more in your track. It doesn't take me as yeah. long now, but the difference is now I still have like two hours before yeah. Rachel gets home. My question mm. was more for the two of you because Dalton works at a school. He can basically wear kind of whatever you want. No, I have to wear uh, sh- certain shirts. And shoes. Is a uniform. Shoes. Oh, okay. I, I kind of have a uniform. He has... Uh, the- but most of a uniform Out than of any of us. of us. Yeah. Well, I mean, you not so much anymore. Yeah, you had I a time. Fine. You used to. You had a time, and that's where my question was going to be: was when you were in the office every day, you were in mm-hmm. a very like mm-hmm. a bigger str- uh, dress code. I remember and when you Matthew. Said, I remember when Matthew first started working at uh, his place, and he would have to go in every day, and um. <laughs> I remember watching him every morning, just stressed out, trying to figure out what he was going to wear and then leaving the house. And I was like, this is not going to last long. There's no way he keeps doing this. And then about once it got to like 2020, COVID hit and Matthew's whole schedule changed. And it kind of stayed this way for, for like since we've since, since COVID, it stayed pretty much you go in once or twice a week. But I was like, there was no way Matthew was going to go to work every day dressed up like he was. Do you know do you know why I'd get stressed out though? It's because I would always have certain shirts that would be wrinkled yeah. and I would wake up too late to iron them. Yeah. So then I would only have like certain things, but it'd be like, oh well, I wore that shirt yesterday, so I can't wear that again today. So then I'd have to like stress out and try and figure out which shirt, you know, I haven't worn this week or in, well, at least within the next, you know, three or four days. I only had five dress shirts at the time. You know, now it's different. I just doubled down. Everybody knows me. I wear the same polo. I go in once a week. It's my work. You look good in the polos. I do like my polo. It works, man. It works. Okay, back on. uh, But but so I guess what did you still have that mindset of I could wear my clothes all day when you were going in every day? Um, I would just change my slacks into my shorts. But like, for instance, like now most days I wear. Um, either shorts or my khakis and then I wear, you know, either a hoodie or a dress shirt if I need to do something, but everything's comfortable now. So like I can sit here all day with my shoes on and just in my clothes. It doesn't, for me, that's not that big of a mental shift of I am no longer in work mode. But at the same time, you work where you live. 
Yeah. So your decompression stage has to be very different than mine or hers mm-hmm. or David's because you you don't you don't really have to come home to relax. You have to mentally make the switch of being like, okay, no more looking at my desk in the living room. I'm he gonna. Has, yeah, he has no help. You know, you don't have that switch. So how do you do the switch? Um, video Plus, game. You tend to work at night too, which isn't which isn't good. So this is a. Th- this is a tough conversation for me because I don't from the moment I wake up to pretty much the moment I go to sleep, I'm kind of working in some capacity, mm-hmm. whether it's for insurance, for the gym, for some of the other stuff I do on the sides. I'm I'm kind of always doing something. Um but as of recently, I've like Monique and I were talking and she had asked me, like, you know, if you had a free, you know, weekend, what would you do? And I told her i was like honestly i'd probably go out for a hike or go to the park or something and then i would just play video games like i think video games for me has a lot to do with me decompressing whether that's skyrim whether that's madden and i don't think it's uh i think video games can be viewed in a negative light because you know in today's day and age there are people that just want to play call of duty and Fortnite all day and there are addiction problems with it but it's like everything else right there's got to be boundaries to it um but that's that is i realized that's how i decompress and i really look forward to watching you know tv shows with monique when she gets home um but you know one thing that monique and i had to get used to you know living together or even when she was coming over to the house with covid was like like being okay with letting the other person like have their, their space, yeah. you know, cause it, it would initially be like, Oh, are, are you okay? Like wh- what's wrong? You're not yourself. And it's like, no, I just had a long day at work. You know, like my job isn't labor intensive, like physically, but it's mentally intensive. Like I have to solve a lot of problems every day mm-hmm. and I have to deal with a lot of emotions from a lot of different people every single day. I have to make a lot of decisions. So sometimes I'll come home and Monique will be like, Hey, what do you want for this? And I'll be like, babe, can you just like, like, can you choose? Like, I just, I, I want somebody to tell me what to do because I have done so much and made so many decisions today like just i I am okay with whatever we eat for dinner just tell me what we're doing you know um but i think the decompressing a lot of it has to do with video games and a lot of it is just like sitting down quiet with my eyes closed i'll meditate not every day but i feel like more often than not i do and that always helps me um but yeah what about you how do you kind of decompress or if you had a free weekend to yourself how would you kind of gear yourself up for the coming week Oh, I like the idea of going through, like, if we're sectioning this off first, going through, like, an average day. Uh, and so, like I was telling, like I said earlier, luckily I have, before I had the hour drive, which, yes, that was just the time to just sit and be on your own and stuff. Now, I get out early, but I still have a couple of hours before, you know, Rachel get, gets home. So, I can do, I usually take that time to do stuff. And so... I don't feel I don't have as much of a uniform like I get to wear comfy stuff so I don't have to change for me it's usually going to the gym or sometimes sleeping if I'm just that much overworked but usually just not talking not just like picking one thing at a time and just focusing on it uh, tends to be my decompression and I know that's sort of what rachel does because when she gets home because i'm there when i am there 
I know she's just like, all right, I'm going to go sit in the bedroom and just be on my phone for a little bit and just like not, you know, not interact with anything. I know that's how, but she also changes into her comfy clothes. Um, and so, yeah, I don't, it's always just something to do by myself. It's never something specific. It's never the same thing every day, but just as long as I have something to do that is quiet and, or just intensive and takes up my mind space with one activity and not let not, not doesn't let me think about many other things. So is that like video games for you? Is that like, well, that's what it's, it's not specific. It's so just it, whatever it, it, there's a bunch of different mind. options. Yeah. Sometimes it's a couple it's, examples. So a lot of the times I'll go to the gym, uh, other times sleep. Sometimes it's, it's video games. Uh, when I take Indy for his walk, I'm just, you know, staring at him and just looking, thinking of a new route to take him on or something like that. Dishes, dishes are a big. Oh, cooking is a big one for me. Cooking is a one is yeah. is a decompression mm-hmm. for you. Yeah, that is interesting because I hate when I mess up food. So I'm, just, I'm like I've too just, focused on. I get I've mad. just become okay with it. It's better than I would have done about a year ago. So it's it's fine. Okay, but like dishes, do you? People hate doing the dishes, but I'm like, I can sit there for an hour and just do them because all I'm doing is just thinking about cleaning the dishes as it, best as I can. It remi- that reminds me of how That's Mrs. Hauser used to like to put her books away mm-hmm. because it would help her decompress. I thought it was the weirdest thing when she told me that. That she would just walk the shelves. Mm-hmm. And- like I remember I went, uh, it was probably my first day. I saw that they were all stacked up and I grabbed it. And one of the other guys that was an aide during that time was like, um, oh, don't, don't do that. Mrs. Hauser likes to do it to like decompress. And I thought he was joking. So I pulled it out and Miss Hauser said, you put that back right now. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? And she goes, she goes, I need that at the end of the day. That's how I decompress. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. And I thought that was weird. But as I get older, I, the more I'm like, oh, I get it. I, you just need that brainless activity that you can do. You know, that's why Candy Crush is so big. I, I think that's a lot of people's little escape. Yeah. People have puzzles. People have books. Mm-hmm. Don, you, you, you probably have the most <clears throat> in mentally exhausting day out of any of us um it depends consistently on, consistently it, it depends on the day but um i like to start off my day with a decompression exercise so i normally start off like i wake up around four and then i'll meditate till around four thirty, four forty-five, just to kind of get my mind in a relaxed state and it helps me really kind of go through the day in a in a clear headspace um but obviously you know you know work happens and you have to run around talk to talk to kids fights whatnot things happen throughout the day that you're trying to avoid i think the biggest part of my day is i'm always trying to help avoid a worse situation so my whole day is based on avoiding my whole day is based on getting kids to avoid getting staff to avoid you know trying to understand what happens next so since i'm always trying to avoid and guess what's going to happen i'm always anxious and so I, i realize when i get off of work the one thing that comes with me is always my anxiousness. And so that's something that I really, that's something that I take a lot of focus in. Um, so I like to have a lot of my schedule planned out. So I'm not anxious about it. I know what I'm going to do. So I'll, I'll still go to the gym, you know, train. After the gym is when, when I really start to kind of like really kind of calm down. The gym always pumps me up. So even after work, when I get to the gym, I'm still going crazy, you know. So once I start to drive home, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I can tell like I'm not in a normal headspace. I'm still, I'm still thinking about work. I'm still getting emails. 
So I um I take a shower and um I didn't really notice the clothing situation that I had until like maybe like last year I realized I like to be in comfy clothes. You know, because I would usually just stay in, like, like Matt, like, we would just stay in our pants and shirt all day, and I wouldn't change. Like, I would stay in my work clothes all day and never kind of get out of it till I had to go to bed. You know, I didn't think that was an issue. Um, but now I realize how important it is. So when I take that shower, I tell myself that I'm going to reset my day. So I have the first part of my day. There's also a second part of my day. The second part of my day is usually just all about me. So it's whatever, it's whatever I want to do. And normally that kind of goes into you know, either journaling or meditating or um, hanging out with Matthew. Usually talking to Matt and Mo is probably usually the highlight of my day because it's the one time where I'm talking to somebody that's not trying to punch me in the face, you know? So it's really nice to have those conversations. It kind of helps lift my spirits up. Um, And then just kind of, you know, having the things that I know I like, I know I can do whenever I want to do them. Having the freedom of it is what, what kind of helps me release a lot of the anxieties. But it all depends on the person. But for the weekends, dude, I think it's just, I don't know. Sometimes I like to go out. Other times I like to just be quiet, not say one word, and just look at a TV screen. And just not say one thing. And that's perfect. Just depends on the day. Depends on my mood. But I'm not as as moody as I used to be. You know? (laughs) Pretty consistent, I think. And so, yeah, you said your weekend was mostly like video games essentially or outdoorsiness yeah um it'll recently it's been fun to go out and do stuff with monique like we'll go and we'll you know go to a picnic or something or we'll go on a little trip like we went to san diego this last weekend and it was so much fun so i think getting out and being able to be out and active and doing something is really important to me but one thing that i've realized that i really really need to set my week up very well and I don't feel frantic on Monday morning is I need to kind of clean the house on Sunday. Like when the house is clean and I kind of, I pick up my outfit for Monday morning and I, I set it out for the morning. I feel, I, you do that. I feel so much better. Like I don't have, and it's again, it's, it's a decision that I don't have to make. Mm-hmm. Like I've been trying to get better at creating a night routine and that's less about blue light blockers and this and that. And it's like, if I can sit down and have a brain dump, which is not, it, it's kind of like journaling, but not about a specific topic. Yeah. It's just, what do I need to get done tomorrow? And anything that pops in my head, give David his fucking shirt, do this, do that, right? Like anything, just write it all down. And I've found out that like, it helps me sleep better because I don't have to try to remember everything. I just know that like, in the morning, I get up, get dressed, go to the gym, coach 6 a.m. When I come back, I can just look at my list and I can just, I don't have to try and keep this mental energy here. And I, as I've started to do that, I can feel myself having a deeper, better sleep, you know? Um, but I think for me, that's the biggest thing is having something that Monique and I look forward to on the weekends, whether that's a new recipe to try um, or a picnic, some activity, and then, you know, making sure we get our stuff in order for Monday it just kind of puts me in the right headspace. Yeah. I think everyone has their, their own specific ways. Like some of it is, some of it is similar. I think a lot of it is, you know, undertones on the way they live. I don't think, you know, we, I don't think we know fully how Mo decompresses or how Matthew decompresses or how you decompress, you know, 
I think it's a lot of it's a mental game. Like you have to, you have to know yourself. If you really want to f- fully kind of relax, you have to really take some time to like figure yourself out. Because if you don't take that time, you're going to be like, okay, well, what does everybody else do to decompress? You know, and some, for some people, that's, that could be like running a mile. Like when I go run my two miles every day, like I make sure I run those two miles and I listen to music and I don't run with somebody because it's my time. Which is another question I had because three of us go to the gym. You know, Monique, you're doing Pilates now. I go to Planet Fitness now. Oh, and Planet Fitness. There we go. But so we all have that active aspect of our life. But do you consider that part of your decompression more of like a passive thing? Or is it its own activity that you need to decompress from after? What role does that play? Can I start yeah. since I'm yeah. much different than all of you? Go for it. For me, it's decompression, and I usually go in between work and being home, and I don't know a single person. And I just put my music in, and I do whatever the hell I want to do, and I just bounce from machines. And when I'm done, I'm done. No one's timing me. I can be. It's 24 hours, so I can be there as long or little as I want. And I don't have to interact with anybody. For you three, well, you part-time, you two mostly, it's kind of like not only do you go to a gym where you know everybody, you're kind of in a host position, the two of you. You know what I mean? You're a part owner and you're his brother and you guys are so alike and you guys always play this role of being a host and taking care of people and regardless if you were part owner or not i think you guys would still have that role naturally yeah so i feel like it's even a double whammy for you too yeah because you can see that you go to decompress and you go to blow off steam or you go to work on yourself Mm -hmm. but without even trying sometimes i think you guys attract people and attention and like people wanting your attention Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah um i think the gym's its own activity for me uh i definitely and it kind of depends on the day like today like the 4 30 class was so much fun like mp was able to coach and i was able to work out with everybody and it was a it was fun it was a fun atmosphere it was a fun class um and then you know there's days where i have to coach the 4 30 class i think it kind of just depends on what role i i'm playing at that time uh i definitely do play like kind of like a host role but it's also fun because i get to see my friends every day you know and that's a pretty unique thing especially as we get older uh and i think that you know i think the gym does a very good job of like there's days where i'll come in and i have a bad day and it's not that i'm rude to people or anything like that but it's like people just can tell you know they're okay i'm gonna give give Matt a space today, you know, he'll come say hi and we'll, we'll talk, but it's not like as, you know, there's jokes 24 seven, you know, if it, it can gauge itself and, you know, every day is kind of different, but I wouldn't necessarily like, I look forward to it every day. I feel better after I work out every single day. That's a given. Um, but there are days where, you know, it is more intensive. There's more questions to be answered and people need help with certain things. And not that that's, bad in any way shape or form i i love it i love every aspect of what i do um but you know there's i i go early to have my my workout time and you know i help everybody else the rest of the time that 
uh, I love it. And so I kind of need a decompression from that sometimes when I come home, but it's not anything bad. I think it's just more of at that point because it's later in the day. It's a culmination of everything. It's not like a singular, you know, aspect of, of my day. It's kind of just everything. Um, I think I think a lot of for me, it's, it's mainly my social hour. You know, I, I can go there. I can talk to people, feel normal. Um, it's also the time where I kind of unmask. So usually most of the day I work, I'm, I'm dependent on, I have to get shit done. There's no time for fun, jumpy, wild adults and to be out and about, you know, I have to be on my shit. So the time I get to the gym, I'm doing, you know, handstand walks through the gym, trying to get to bars, just jumping on everywhere, <clears throat> letting, letting my, letting my body express itself because I can't let it express my, express itself through whole, the whole day of work. Um, so for me, it's definitely a social hour. It's not really necessarily decompression, but there are portions of it that I, that I, that I can connect to letting go of the negative parts of my day. You know, like the running is a big part of it because that's just me. But when I'm working out with the class, I'm just enjoying the atmosphere. I'm enjoying working out with my friends and family. You know, like it's, it's truly is a blessing. Like I, I love it to death. Um, I love training with my family. I love training with my friends. Um, and that, that's a whole thing in itself, yeah. but definitely decompression and relaxing wise, it's all after the, that, that portion of the day. And I think you hit the nail on the head with the social hour thing, because I work from home. Like I'm by myself for 90% of the day, yeah. you know, while I'm, I'm interacting with people, it's not always face to face. And I've realized how much of a social creature I actually am and how much I need that, you know? So whenever I go to the gym and I'm able to see people, whether they come in early or, or it's just throughout the, my time there, I crave it. Like I need it. I need that part of my day. It's very important, you know? And, and so a lot of what I'm hearing is just like decompression is usually an internal solo activity, but is there ever times where decompression is reliant or includes someone else not necessarily a bunch of people but just someone else you know is there ever time where so like does social hour count as decompression from being by yourself all day you know it, almost like an extrovert if an extrovert needs to recharge by being around other people and they expend their energy being by themselves is that a sense of decompression because yeah you're I, I think i think today was that for me like i was at the office and doing a bunch of stuff today but when I got to go to the gym, like I got to work out with everybody and it was fun and I could feel myself decompressing from the day with that. Um, and I ask in the sense of like, if I think sometimes I'm not someone that likes to talk about my day that much or not necessarily not likes to, but doesn't feel the need to. But I feel like a lot of the times people telling someone about their day is like a way of releasing all that energy i think that's kind of what i don't know if you're gonna go there but that's what we do yeah yeah sometimes i need to talk about there's are there are days where like there's some shit that goes down that i don't need i don't need to bring back up like it was dark i don't need to talk about it but there are funny parts of the day that i like to tell matt and mo about because it's just how the fuck did these things happen (laughs) But, but do you consider that like bonding or do you consider that like decompression you know is that to help you grow closer to them or is that to help you you know it sounds like you answered it when you were like no that was too dark i'm just gonna hold it in but then like how do you decompress from having that knowledge going through that experience but but also like 
you'll tell us stuff about your day that isn't good. Yeah. And so that's a form of decompression. It's not, I, I think we're putting this decompression thing. It's, it's not black and white. No, you know no, what I mean? No like way. It's not, it's, it's not, every base if Dalton can. holds something in, it's not that, you know, the, he's not decompressing from it. It's more of like the avenue of which that particular instance needs to be decompressed. He's choosing the avenue that he feels is best, you know, for him. But, you know, like the decompression of like, I come back and I have a great day. You know maybe, what I mean? Maybe I mean cope. And I, we've just said I decided decompress so is the word. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, even for me, like, I can have a really good day and I can go and tell Monique about, you know, all these things that happened and the opportunity that's upcoming. And in a weird way, it, it is also, you know, decompression, but it's not necessarily a negative, negatively, there's no negative connotation to that, right? Um, and I do that with everybody. Like I, I tell everybody pretty much everything that is going on. Like I talk a lot. Yeah, I always had a hard time with that. For me, like I've just, I feel like these last two years or so, I've just recently been trying to like learn and push myself into having a conversation about myself. You know, I don't know. It was so hard for me when I first started, but now like I, I enjoy talking to Matt Mo about my day and I kind of force myself to do it. Because I know it's something that I need to do to help me push forward, you know, and and it helps them get a better idea of where I'm at. And I think it's fun, too, because I think when you are able to do those things, you never know the conversation that's going to come from it. You know what I mean? Like, I think when when everything was, you know, happening to us back in, you know, 2013, 14, 15, whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I was very open about it. Because I wanted to make sure that if someone else was going through the same thing or something similar, that they could also share in that and we could, you know, kind of express that to one another. And you'd be amazed at the amount of conversations that you're able to have and not even just negatively, like positively as well, you know, that come from you willingly being vulnerable with somebody, you know what I mean? And while it may just be talking about your day, like for me, I don't shut, I don't shut up about my day. I tell everybody pretty much everything. If they ask me about my day, I'm going to tell them what happened. But that's not, like you said, that's not everybody. That's not something you did. But yeah. by me doing that, a lot of times in my experience, it's opened the door for these amazing conversations that I wouldn't have had if I didn't open my mouth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes you got to be the first one to do it to show them that it's okay. Well, I believe in that. I don't even know what the question was anymore. (laughs) I just like listening to you guys. Just on uh, the role of like talking about your day and and getting getting all that out. Um, I think before, I don't want to say no one cared, but I think I work in a field that's so... different for people nobody will understand unless you're in it type of thing like rachel and i connected over it pretty well because it's just so different like i guess like sometimes when i complain about my job or like find excitement in parts of my job people just don't get it you know so i think that's why i don't really like to talk about it because People just don't understand and they can't relate, I guess. But I mean, now I I share whatever. I'm not like swinging open the door and like just letting my mouth rattle. But also like 
sometimes I like to talk about my day too. I don't know. I think, I think I'm like you. I think I'm like, yeah. I could talk about it or I, I don't. And it's not going to affect me really. You know? I bust the seams if I don't Sorry, talk about it. Sorry, but we're going to say that. <laughs> I was going to say, I, th- I think at least us three, we all do a really good job mm-hmm. of when we do come home, we all ask each other how yes. our day was and we all try to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And let, let, we always know there's something someone needs to say. <laughs> we always know it. So Yeah, we work in three really, really different industries. Different industries, mm-hmm. like very different. Yeah. That we all have some sort of like off the wall something to say and i do appreciate that like we all make it a point like when all three of us are home to say something about our day or something funny that happened or something shitty that happened or you know i think it kind of one it is decompressive and two it is bonding too yeah Yeah. so we all know a little something yeah and and so keeping with i think the theme of Dalton saying kind of how to cope and stuff. Let's say if we get less into the day to day and more into coping, like what is for each of you, what is the first thing that you you need to do when you either like get really bad news? Let's start with that one. If you get like really bad news, something happens. What is the first thing that you need to do in order to, I guess, stabilize yourself or or process it or, you know, or do you not need to? You just fine right away. Mm, I think mine is pretty much the same answer for a lot of things. I like to like sit down and meditate on it and kind of think of where I'm going to go from this point on or let my emotions flow. I think that's super, super important is, you know, if you want to cry, cry. If you want to be mad, be mad. You don't have to be around anybody right now. You don't have to talk. You don't owe anything to anybody. Do what you need to do for you first, and then you can reach out and figure out the next step after. But it's all it's all step by step for me. So there's first thing, and then after that, I'll figure it out. But the first thing is to get it done. You know what I mean? And I'll, Matt, what about yours, Matt? Uh, I need to go work out. A lot of times I'll go, and whether that's like a long session of, of running or, or rowing or whatever, like I just need to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, a lot of times when bad news comes in, it tends to manifest itself kind of like in my chest, and I feel really like anxious. So by giving myself that activity, I can, you know, be like, okay, one, I don't need to think about it right now. Two, I can exert myself of all this energy and then afterwards i can feel myself kind of calming down you know like i do it strictly for the endorphins after the workout like there's no other reason Mm -hmm. um but when those endorphins are kicking in and i'm you know absolutely gassed laying on the floor or whatever like that's kind of when things kind of start to compartmentalize itself and shit kind of gets in order for me and then from there i can come back and sit down and meditate and on the overarching theme of the problem or if there's a certain situation i can kind of meditate on that situation and really sit and ponder and think and like sometimes i come to an answer and more often than not i really don't you know but it's less about finding the answer and more about taking the time to honor the fact that this is something that i need to think about and focus on so let me take the time to do that but in order for me to do that, I think I need to move my body in a way that matches the racing thoughts in my head. I think that kind of equalizes everything for me. And from there, I can go sort everything out. 
Raima? Um, I think for me, I think I have to be alone. I think I have to, like when I receive bad news, like very bad news, I collect the information from the source and then the conversation is over and I kind of have to separate myself and be alone. I'm not the type of person to like want to talk through it immediately. I think I need to remove myself and let it out emotionally, like cry or yell or even talk to myself. And then it's kind of weird. I think it depends on the situation. I think it depends on the level of bad. Like, is it a death or is it like, you know, something happened at work that can be, is it fixable? Is it not fixable? Is it upsetting? Is it sad? Is it, you know, mad? And I think those like levels determine whether or not I need to talk or whether or not I need to stay silent. Sometimes I need to be active and sometimes I just want to talk to Matt and talk it out, talk it through, you know? So I think it, I think it depends for me. Uh, when she said that it made me realize i'm also big on talking to somebody i'm close with and it's less about them giving me an answer and more about i just need a face to talk to Mm -hmm. i'm gonna figure this out Mm -hmm. like just listen to my thoughts and i'm going to draw the lines and i'm going to connect everything and if i'm completely off base tell me but other than that i really just need somebody to bounce Mm -hmm. ideas off of i do that a lot like that's probably 90% of my problems. That's how I solve them. I'll come talk to one of you three and just all three of you have had this experience with me where I stand there. I passionately tell you everything that's going on. And then at the end of it, I feel much better because I've gotten it off my chest, but I've also found the way that I think I'm going to do it. And I'm pretty sure all three of you at one point have said, nah, I don't think that's what I'm, what, how you should do this. And I'm pretty sure I just was like, all right. And then I did it anyways. And you were all probably right. But that's kind of how I, there was a long time where I would, get mad at matthew for doing that i would try to help fix his problems all the time and i was like this nothing good comes from doing that you, he just needs to vent it out mm-hmm. and like everyone's going to figure out their shit the way they want to figure it out the minute you understand that the easier it gets so when I, the minute i understood that matthew needs to fucking talk that's how he needs to cope with things that he needs to figure shit out if he yeah. needs to talk about it just let him talk about it i don't need to fix it mm-hmm. i do that a lot with dad yeah yeah he's yeah. good and so if I want to take it out a little bit out of the abstract and put a little more of like a concrete face on it, like an example that I would say to get your like initial reactions and, and coping mechanisms and stuff is say you had an interview for something and then didn't get it or a little bit more than that, you got fired. You get fired. If you were to get fired from a job or something or um like wh- how would you because i feel like that's Oof. a large amount of bad like that's a that's right a now. pretty big bad news you know so that happens on a day you know i feel like that it's not as bad as like a death and it's not like shoot i you know our sink broke and now our, our room is flooded it's like that's something that's specific to you and you alone how mm-hmm. do you what do you do to cope with like that a lot of critical thinking that happens right there i think it depends on the person obviously I, you know i know we all handle our shit very different but um <laughs> I, I if it's if it's losing a job man or like not getting not getting the job 
that's fine. I could live with yeah, that. Yeah, let's stick with the getting fired. But I feel like that's fired, like that's, that solid serious. I think now, since, you know, we don't live with our parents anymore, we all live together and there's, you know, an amount of amount of rent that relies on each of us. I think it would bring a lot of stress, not just for me, but for Matt and Mo. You know, personally, I, I would I would feel like I'm being a burden. You know, it mm. would it would suck. So there there would be a lot, but I I don't think I think if I was to get fired, I would I would have to just go straight to talking to both of them, letting them know what happened. You know, because I don't think I can. You can't you can't avoid that. That that is that doesn't just affect you. If it was just a you situation, that I want to bring it up. But if it's not just a you situation, you have to you have to conversate. You have to have the conversations and figure out the plan, the plan of attack. So that I would I wouldn't I wouldn't meditate. I wouldn't work out. I would call Matthew, call Mo, and be like, okay, guys, this happened. How are we going to fix this? What are we going to do? I'll get a job in a few weeks, or I can. I'll, I would probably just end up working for Dad. Honestly. Yep, that'd be my first thing. I would probably just work for him until I got another job. Although I asked him if I could pick up a shift, like on the weekends or something. He told me no. He always tells me no. No, what the hell is that? <laughs> um, I think the first thing I would do is I would lay down on this couch right here. And I would just lay there and stare at the ceiling and be like, okay, what the fuck? Uh, what am I going to do? And I think in that scenario, I would pull out my whiteboard and I would kind of write out like... <laughs> a list of my skills sorry am i solving this too quick am i going like no, too no, oh, no okay. this is exactly what it's oh, okay yeah and, 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 this is i'll have you i'll have i'll put it in because i didn't hear and i was interested just because dalton's first thought was of other people rather than himself when i'm when i've been in that situation it's like <laughs> you it's like it happens and it's your fault like it's not something else it's not outside circumstances that cause you to lose like you lost it so then yeah. you got to deal with that knowledge too so go from there yeah um i think i would tell like i think i wouldn't text or call them right away because i'd rather talk to them when they're home mm-hmm. and at least give myself the three four hours that nobody but me knows to try and come up with a solution that i know will work so i would lay down I would take some deep breaths and probably do a quick meditation. And then I would pull out my whiteboard and write down the things that the skills that I did that I, at my previous job. Right. And then I'd be like, okay, what's the quickest way? What's the barrier of entry for work? Just so I can have something coming in. I would try to have something lined up before they got home. And then when they got home, I would tell them, Hey, I fucked up. Uh, this is what happened but this is what I'm going to try to do to fix it. I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know how long this is going to take, but I'll figure something out, you know? Yeah. (laughs) What did you do, Monique? (laughs) I'm so glad you cleared that up because as soon as you said you got fired from your job, da-da-da, I started getting so mad for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) I started getting mad and thinking about like, Oh my God, if Jackie fired me, I would be so mad. I'd be yelling. I'd kick some ass. Like, I started thinking of all the things I would say to her to to (laughs) defend myself. And then I heard Dalton talk, like, okay, like, calm down. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yes, he's right. Um, If I got fired, I think I would be in shock. I've never been fired before. I don't think I've ever gotten in trouble. That's the thing. 
I've never gotten no. myself in trouble to. to put yourself I can't in relate. Situation. I think. Yeah. I've never. I. This is kind of a flex, humble flex, humble humble brag. I've never interviewed somewhere and not have gotten the job, so I can't really relate to that either. Panda Express wouldn't hire me. <laughs> what? Swear to God, Panda Express. They wouldn't hire me. Why? I don't know. I interviewed. Because he interviewed him, and then they caught him taking orange chicken out. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to take some? No? All right. I'll just give, I'll grab a little bit. Um, if I didn't get the interview, I would definitely like self, what's the word? Evaluate. Three M's? Self-evaluate. Self-reflect. But also, I would start hating on myself. If I got fired, the first thing you made me think of is, it's the other person and it's not me, mm-hmm. which I should probably look into that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I would, it would be a mix between these two. Uh, I work far away, so it would take me a while to get back here. So I'd have time to think mm-hmm. and reflect. Whereas Matt works from home, so he'd be here instantly pulling out his whiteboard. Dalton only works. Why are you hitting on my whiteboard, man? I solve a <laughs> lot of problems on that thing. Dalton only works a short, a shorter way, so About he has minutes. A, a less reflection time, I guess, alone. But I think it would be a mix. It would be a mix between okay, let me just absorb the information, let me just express myself the way I need to express myself, and then I need to come up with a plan. Mm-hmm. And because yes, we have more bills now, we have more responsibility. I would lay it out for them but also be on the same train like I have an interview tomorrow or like I'll work at the next cafe down the street from the house. You know what I mean? Just to get something. We're all going to Walmart to buy products. We're going to flip them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Similar thing. It's like, that's a good way to make money though. It's, it's, you just have to do it. It's less about pride at that point. It's more about like we have bills. Thankfully, none of us have kids or anything like that because that would be even more dramatic. But dog. I think we're all in a in a well enough spot that we'd be taken care of yeah. a little bit. We could I mean, all take care of each other if needed. Yeah, but definitely feel the sense of urgency even more so because I have a responsibility to these two. So let me ask what hap- what happens when the problem is solved? What do you mean? And now you're just left with the knowledge that you don't you don't have that job anymore. You don't have to worry about rent, you don't have to worry about something like the what what happens next. Now it's just You think you think are you saying like once you have the other job, you're you're reflecting and you're thinking about that. It's like how do you handle all that? Like, yeah. All like how fast I, I I can imagine like going through go, getting fired trying to find a job you're not thinking about how when how you got fired or why you got fired you're thinking of okay what's next mm-hmm. what's next what's next yeah. you're thinking so much in the future that you don't you're not even being present mm-hmm. at that moment that's what I'm saying once mm-hmm. that problem solved so when you and are being all present left with and reflecting I think knowledge. I think it comes down to um you know one of our decompression skills. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how do, how do we decompress with that? Because you have to think about it like this. And this is the way, like, you know, I think me and Matt have really gotten accustomed to thinking is like, what can we control and what can we not? If that's in the past, I, I, for for me, 
a lot of shit that's been in the past, a lot of shit that I, I'm not in control of that would bother me, tell it to fuck off. It doesn't matter to me anymore. It's gone, <laughs> you know? And that that's that's how I've lived my life since then, you know? So for me, with all with anything that I gotten fired for in the past, it's like it happened. I'm not proud of it, but it's not something that's going to hold me back from my future. I'm still going to pursue anything I want to pursue. That's not going to be a problem for me. And I'll make sure it's not, you know? Um, I think I'd reflect and just kind of be like, okay, where did I go wrong? Like less about somebody's interpretation of the situation, less about, you know, not that I think the firing would be, you know, angry or anything like that. Um, But like, where did I go wrong? And what did I learn from that last spot that I was working at? What did I like? What didn't I like? What am I looking for in this next spot? Um, how can I make sure that I'm never in that position again? I think those are big questions that I would have to sit down and really focus on. Um, and that's important to me. I've done that even when I've gotten a new job. Like when I left JC Penney's and, you know, started working for my dad, I took time to sit down and write and be like, okay, I didn't like this management style. This person treated everybody like garbage. I will never do that to somebody. I also think the impact from losing a job to getting a new one could be so like heavy for somebody that it's going to change how they work forever. Like I could see it change because there was so much pressure at one point in time. It could definitely change the way your your work ethic is for the future. You know, a lot of benefits to come from it too. Yeah, I, I think that would be my biggest thing: is how does it make me better as a person? Not necessarily as an employee, not necessarily as, you know, in that industry, but like, how does it make me better as a person to those people around me? And I just want to share mine because it's a little different than your guys's, but like, uh, I know for mine at least, and I recognized it the first, I recognized it the most the first time I, when I was in college and I just straight up failed the test and it was the first time I'd failed the test and I was like, ever? Yeah. The first time you've ever failed a test in your life. Yeah. Oh and you know, God, I was, it was just like, it hit so hard and I was like, oh my God. And I realized that I just needed to set aside a certain amount of time to just feel bad, to just feel bad for myself. And it ended up doing the same thing when I got let go from my first job. I had that same thing. I was like, fuck, I got rent. I got to pay. I need to find something. That's when I went and I went to the Halloween store. I was like, cool. Got a job the next day and uh spirit of halloween i tell that story anytime anytime someone tells me i'm too overqualified for this job and they have nothing else it it, first of all that just fucking boils my blood second of all i look at them and i go david graduated from a prestigious from a prestigious college with an engineering degree immediately went and worked for spirit of halloween i don't want to hear shit that he was excited about it none of it made sense (laughs) i loved it (laughs) but uh like once i got that then i know i like had a couple days where i was just like pissed and Mm -hmm. upset and like sad of just not wanting to do anything because i felt so bad but i also knew i had to be like all right i can do this for this many days and then I gotta, and then I gotta keep going. Yeah. But yeah, you I, I gave yourself a little I break. Fa- yes. And so I found a weird balance of don't repress anything because that's just gonna make things worse. But don't let it linger for so long that it then becomes like a habit of your life or a staple mm-hmm. of your life. Yeah. See, I'm terrible at that. I, I until recently, I've repressed a lot. 
So it's like, you know, if that would have happened to me, I, I guarantee you, I think me going into hyper solution mode would just be my coping way of repressing everything until now it wouldn't get to a point where it boils over and something dramatic happens. Um, that hasn't always been the case, but now I, I would probably repress it until I had the solution kind of like you, where it's like, once I had something set in stone after that first day, I can see myself coming home and just like being by myself and being, then everything's starting to come up, you know? Do you think, now this might be crazy, but I could see myself getting a little bit excited that like something's like I have to do something new. No, I have no. to like challenge myself. Like that's kind of exciting no. in a way. Mm-hmm. Like I got fired. Fuck. All right. Whatever. But mm-hmm. like what's next? What does life mm-hmm. have in store for me? I was just going to say that. Yeah, so think, many questions. The opportunity. Yeah. Especially if you're a futuristic thinker, you know, your mind can just go off into a million different, and you really don't know. So it is, it is an exciting thing. Um, I mean, it kind of goes back to, it, it's also a scary thing, you know, going back to the fear thing that we were talking about, you know, last week, um, two weeks ago. Uh, you know, I, I think that it's, it's important. And I think it, it can be something that is, you know, uh, super good and beneficial, but it might not always look like that in the moment. I agree because all of us have had our jobs for a really long time. Mm-hmm. You've had your job for four years. Five. Five. I've had my job for five. Three. Three. I've been in the industry for five. <laughs> <laughs> I've done basically the same job for the past five years. They haven't always been at the same place. No. So, but losing that would be like a loss in and of itself. Mm. It would obviously have come to a very bad end. And I think all of us had have had such a great time at it at our jobs Mm -hmm. that that would be another thing you kind of have to go through not only are you pissed you got fired but also i feel like there would be like a little sense of like that came to such a bad ending after growing and learning and you know even growing up with some of your coworkers and everything but then i think it's an accumulation of all of our answers i think it there is that time of process and then there's a time of being like oh shit i did that and i did that by myself and it's an accomplishment you know to be fired on monday and find find a job on wednesday david (laughs) like that must have felt really good (laughs) like i can take care of myself you know but anyways can't tell you my plan if i ever get fired (laughs) yeah Yeah. dude i would immediately stop what i was doing after i laid down and did everything and wrote everything out i would start calling marketing companies and offering to do to bring them leads um for a retainer every month that's exactly what i would do that's smart when mm-hmm. you have plenty of those right mm-hmm. this, is, this is matthew's backup plan, My backup plan guys. just in case you're wondering all right all right don't worry guys i got i got and i got a couple if that fails walmart will do some reselling that fails sweeping parking lots for my dad again so dad if you're listening to this <laughs> keep keep a spot ready <laughs> hey you know you're still like you may be talking to like a guy who works at a school but you're also talking to like an executive janitorial service for aero parking lot services yes. so you know um, been there for about five years six years now 
I've been doing that. I've been doing that for a long, for a long time. time. <laughs> I've been doing that since high school. You told me that last year. I didn't believe you. <laughs> Have all of us done some sort of service job before? Janitorial yeah. Yeah. or food or customer, customer service, service retail? Customer yeah. service. Yeah. Yep. That's the only time I. No, I was no, lifeguard. You were lifeguard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've lifeguard said this. Could be worse sometimes. Lifeguard, you did a lot, Ulta. Uh, well, not only that, I worked one. at a venue in college, venue and we did college. everything. Oh, that's true, huh? Including setting up and tear down. Oh, I was an RA. You were an RA. Yeah. Don worked at Hustler. I sold women's shoes. I worked at a sex shop. All of us have gone oh, through sorry. like some sort of lifeguard CPR training. Actually, I haven't. Really? Mm. Huh. You own a gym, dude. I know. I probably should, huh? I'll teach you. All right, cool. We could probably edit that out. All right, if you made it this far into the podcast, thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed this mini-sode. No video, uh, just uh, for our our audience that likes to listen to our voices. Thank you, Dalton, for the uh, topic. Of course. You know, I know we talked a lot about ourselves, but hopefully someone in here either found a new option or related or... It's okay to to have a bad day and end up having it good in the end. You know, it's okay to change up your day. Does that have to be bad all day? Does that have to be good all day? But you have the power to change it. I think that's what we're trying to explain here. You have, you have the ability. Yeah. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, and we will be back with our regularly scheduled content next week. Last week for merch. This is the last week for merch. So go to our Etsy shop, which is linked in the pro in the in, in below. Linked in the below. <laughs> it is linked in the below. Go ahead and scroll down, <laughs> click, place your order. We'd love to send it over to you. Um, so until next week, everybody stay safe, stay healthy. I'm Drum. And I'm Drummer. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Bye.